0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is
1: Believe. What's up, Commander fans? Welcome into Believe in Commanders. As always, I'm Brian Murphy, joined by my guy, Anthony Armstrong. Triple A, how are you doing on this Tuesday recording the uh, post-game pod a little bit later than usual, have family and all that stuff, kids to get to, but how are you doing on this fine Tuesday?
0: Doing all right, man. Doing all right. Can't complain, Brian. Everything is everything is good. You know, I mean, given given circumstances, but circumstances happen. Right. So it's nothing, nothing bad, nothing serious. You know, just a little, you know, weather changes and it gets kids sniffly and sick and a little bit. So got to keep them at home. Got to be be smart. Uh, so yeah, but yeah, everything's good over here. Everything is. That's good. right.
1: Well, it gave us an extra day to kind of digest the loss in Dallas, and we'll dive into all that and some more Commanders news and notes and some fun stuff around the league. But uh, first, we want to tell you about Bet Online, who helps to bring us the show every week.
0: Yes, indeed. You got to love Bet Online. And see, football is back, and Bet Online, it remains your number one source for all your football betting needs this season. You'll find the latest odds, matchup info, player news, and game trends. And as your continued source for all sports wagering info, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events like MLB, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. 100. That that's upgrade. That's that's a full. That's yeah. like basically what you put in there. You're getting that much more. Right. Make sure to use our promo code. They shortened it for us. It's just believe B L E A V to receive your rewards. Bet online, where the game starts. I like that place. I have a tab pulled up right now for Bet Online. So hey, we'll, we'll we may touch that stuff a little bit later on. But let's get into these uh, news and notes. What's going on? with the Commanders.
1: That's right. So we're, we're heading towards about the middle of the week, usually when we hear kind of injury updates from the past week. So we thought we'd start there with a couple of notable things. Sounds like the, the Commanders are a little banged up after that one. It sounds like Jahan Dotson, who I, I think I saw towards the end of the game, had a pretty heavy wrap on his hamstring. Sounds like he could miss a game or two. Then we hear today Sam Cosme has a hand injury. They're working out a couple of offensive linemen. So it sounds like you could be down two offensive starters to an already banged up offensive line group and a, a skill position group that you think is one of your strong suits could be banged up there. So Cosme and Dotson potentially missing a couple of games. That's going to hurt a bit.
0: That is going to hurt. And I mean, anytime you have injuries, it definitely it doesn't, you know, add value to your team, but those two guys are people that you really don't want to have miss. I mean, say what you want about Cosme. He is still starting right tackle in this league. um, And he's going to give you your best bet up against whoever is going to be across. And he's had some, some hellified competition to go up against the past few weeks. But um, with the way this line's already been ship, shape, shape, ship, ship, shifting and, and reshaping and, just like my words, stumbling and fumbling, yeah, um, going through that yet another person being out, that's not good. Um, and then with Jahan, him being out and I thing is a hamstring, they say one to two weeks, those hamstrings, I tell you, if you're not treated properly, they can linger, they can hang around. So, um, one to two weeks, I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it just goes into three in like a precautionary mode. Right. Uh, but now you kind of got to look and say, okay, who's going to come up? Are you going to bring somebody up? Well, you're not going to put them on a IR. So, uh, you know, hey, if it ends up being three weeks, caution is, is best with hamstrings because those things can definitely linger.
1: Well, you got Tennessee this coming week and then Chicago on the quick turnaround on Thursday. So, yeah, I, I doubt we'll see him those two games. Like you said, it could be – um, you know, it could be even three weeks, but maybe that little mini bye week from the Thursday game to the following week could help potentially get him back but we'll see there definitely something to keep an eye on um also along the offensive line mentioned Sam Cosme Chase Roulier decided to have season ending knee surgery mm-hmm. I think we kind of thought that that was coming um Bam. it sounds like Tyler Larson's going to be activated who uh filled in for Roulier last year so that's a bit of positive news with a couple of guys going down the offensive line two notes here so Chase Rulier that sounds like his season is over but they also kind of shifted some money around to for his contract. And I saw some speculation that that could be if they need to bring in an offensive lineman or bring in a free agent that they might have a little bit more wiggle room there. So a couple of news and notes there surrounding Chase Roulier.
0: Yeah, that's some uh, smart smart play, uh, you know, adjusting some of that that salary cap. That, that stuff gets all out of my – that's way out of my yeah. head. I, t- I told you all. When I got into real, no, I, before I got into real estate, I was considering being a teacher and a coach, Brian, and I okay. and, and I chose math as the specialty to follow, okay. and I oh, I got note cards to study. First one I opened was trigonometry. I was like, golly, I'd never taken trigonometry. I put those note cards right back where they came from, and I went, went down a different avenue. So, yeah, salary caps, that's not my side of Noah, guys. I do know a guy okay. but I mean that's that's smart to to adjust that money a little bit to give yourself some wiggle room.
1: I can't I mean I'm sure it's all digital now but I can't imagine the paperwork that is kept on things like oh we moved this amount of money but <laughs> don't forget that we made this trade so that money goes there. I it, yeah, I get I get like my my hands get a little sweaty when I think about all the different moving parts in that kind of world that that you don't even think about with football and sports in general.
0: Yeah, it's way more than a little, you know texas instrument uh calculation and right. on your graphing yeah. calculator well, to make a parabola or something
1: yeah you mentioned math class i i knew i was done with math when i saw more letters than numbers i was like <laughs> oh, yeah i'm out uh, not for me <laughs> it's, a, it's becoming a, a second language for me here so uh yes thankfully there are smarter guys than me figuring that out so they move some money for chase Roulier. if they do have to go sign a free agent Maybe a linebacker down the road. Um, I don't know. Um, and then a couple more injury notes. The guys that we've kind of been waiting on, Brian Robinson, Chase Young. It sounds like miraculously, and it literally is a miracle, Brian Robinson's going to be cleared. And, and it sounded like Ron Rivera was optimistic that he might play on Sunday. I mean, an incredible kind of roller coaster with that guy. And uh, I just can't wait to see him out there. And I did not think it would be potentially this soon.
0: Um. Yeah, it is great to see him back and be able to have him back in, in the fold, just like just period off the fact of what he's been through. Mm-hmm. Um, but then being able to add him into the fold and get him back in the offense, that's going to be huge. And I mean, when you think about it, hey, you know, uh, without with having Jahan out, uh, maybe this changes kind of the the way you look at the offense, how they're going to mm-hmm. really operate. Uh, maybe it's a little bit more of a two receiver, uh, you know, set. And, Maybe two receivers, two tight ends, something like that. You know, who who knows what the mix is going to be, but it's going to make Scott Turner uh, play with those chess pieces a little bit. He has a few more weapons. Uh, He has one other weapon that's more of a wrecking ball that um, I'm looking forward to see running north and south and moving the pile uh, instead of seeing Derrick Henry do that.
1: Yeah, same here. Yeah, same here. I didn't even think about that guy coming to town, and, and the one other one, Chase Young. It sounds like he still needs some more time. It'll be at least a, another week. I, I would be. I think it's going to be another couple weeks, but uh, it sounds like he's trending in the right direction. He's always on the sideline, which I love to see. He's it looks like the team's biggest cheerleader out there, which they desperately need right now. So Chase Young seems to be right around the corner, which brings us into the disappointing loss in Dallas. So we, we kind of mentioned the, the running game there. I thought the running game actually was kind of positive from time to time, but uh, the offense never really got into a rhythm. It's kind of been the same stuff that they've had issues with. They did score in the first half, which was nice. They actually got the lead there seven to six um, late in the first uh, half before they actually gave up a touchdown right after that. Just a, uh, uh, some of the same issues that were kind of popping up. Uh, you guys have watched it. You've seen some of the breakdowns now a couple days later, so we're not going to sit here and harp on it, but what's, what's maybe an overarching thought from this loss, and where do you see this team now at one and three? Uh,
0: well, the one thing that I can say that I found myself repeating was, in this game, Washington, has they found a way to lose in three different ways throughout this season. So you know, it's a couple of times getting getting down too much and or, or turning the ball over. But this game, it was penalties. Yeah, the penalties because I turned on the game. and I'm like, okay, six to zero. I'm like, all right, cool. Like this is this is a good game. Like this is a slugfest. Yeah. This is kind of what you expect. Um, but then you you had two turnovers that were negated by penalty, and then you're just continually had more penalties and that puts you in unfavorable situations. And then things just kind of come after a while you have to get rolled. I mean, like once again, yes, office didn't get going, but I think I feel like those penalties really just set the team back so far that they weren't able to, you weren't able to get any momentum. And then when you did have a momentum shifting play, it was negated by a penalty and that just knocks the wind out of your sails.
1: Yeah, they, they, they were backbreakers, and you're absolutely right. You know, to get a turnover and then to see that yellow flag come flying, it, it's got to be deflating, and it's probably part of the reason why, um, you know, we didn't – they weren't able to capitalize on it. You know, it feels so deflating that you go and make a play like that, and then all of a sudden there there's a hanky laying out there, but – I think also, along with the penalties, which was obvious, and I know it was a a big number. I don't have the number in front of me the the number and, and yards for penalties. it was again the big play, and it was at the worst times. like they played pretty solid they they would make a couple of plays. you know, John Allen spent most of the afternoon in the Dallas backfield. that guy dominated the Dallas offensive line, but it was like the big play, the big run, the you know, the seam to, to CD lamb for the touchdown, but it just seemed like they still were giving up the big play at inopportune times. And it's, it's becoming a little frustrating because, you know, you hear that the communication's hopefully getting a little bit better. You you thought it would be kind of solved with cam curl out there, but it's the same stuff over and over again. And, this you know, we sound like a broken record now, but they gotta get this right if they're gonna, you know, uh do anything with this season. And I know we're only a quarter of the way into the season, but the season gets old pretty quick.
0: It really does. And and really the way the rest of the division is is performing and looking yeah. right
1: now, it's like, man. You're two games back from second place. Not not the leader, but you're two games back he from second place now.
0: Didn't even didn't even have this in in my scenario generator as to how <laughs> you know the season would go would go down just as a division, right? Uh, to be honest, but man, yeah, w- the way the division is going, you it's a clear separation is happening right now. So you have to definitely get back on the right track. I mean, you're going against a Tennessee team that is, you know, they've shown to be a you know uh, they've, they've taken some losses this year, mm-hmm. you know, and so they they are beatable. They are beatable. And we'll, we'll touch on this later on in the week. But I mean, this is if, if you're going to write the ship, you got to do it now. The first quarter of the season is done. Um, <laughs> you got plenty of tape. People have, have seen all what you're going to do. Make a decision. Look in the mirror and, and get it right. You got to get going. Got to go in the right direction and start Sunday.
1: And you you face some tough defenses. I'm, I'm not going to make excuses, but I think, you know, the Eagles are, are potentially one of the best teams you're going to face. The Jaguars shut out the Eagles and, you know, for a little bit there at the beginning of their game, you, you face that defense. I think the Cowboys are a talented defense, which we saw. Um, so hopefully it eases up a little bit. But uh, the offense has got to still get into a better rhythm, too. They can't keep putting their defense in this many holes. they got to sustain some drives, and I think that's where Brian Robinson's going to help big time. I think the offensive uh, – I'm sorry, I think the running game was actually pretty effective early on for the commanders. I thought Antonio Gibson got going. And then there was a, you know, a couple of dumb penalties on the offensive side, too, that really backed you up and didn't allow you to continue that run game. So uh, I think Brian Robinson will help. And, and like you said, you know you got a bruiser. And Derrick Henry coming to town, it'd be nice to kind of punch them in the mouth as well with with a Brian Robinson, Antonio Gibson one, two punch. So we we don't want to harp on it. We know what happened in Dallas. One and three is not very good a quarter of the way through the season, Uh, but you got a quick turnaround. You got two games in what, a week and a half? You got uh, Tennessee this weekend and then uh, Chicago the following Thursday. So you got to get it together or you're going to be staring at an even bigger hole. And you you can't afford that. We we talked about the NFC East uh, being pretty solid and maybe kind of unexpectedly. So today, real quick, uh, we mentioned this before the show. I was talking to AAA about this. Uh, John Allen made some some quick comments. He said, "You know, he wants the fans' energy to be the same when they get it turned around." And I think people are frustrated because a lot of fans have been fans for longer than John Allen has has been alive. You know, so that they've been through the thick and the thin. And I think they're they're kind of sick of this this poor play I don't think you should be attacking players uh, individually or calling them out or anything like that on the fan side but also I don't know that calling out your 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 own fans when you're one and three does you any good either. What are your thoughts as a former player and kind of now turned fan what are, what are your thoughts on that? Um it's kind of a loaded tw- question I know I'm kind of is, throwing that out there. It's all good.
0: It's all good. I mean I've been on both sides and it's allowed it's allowed space. When you get on Twitter um, sure. because it's yeah, everybody's voicing their concerns and their comments and they get to do it from the safety of their own home and behind screens. And, and I, and I understand the frustration. I get mad too. I'm, I'm right there with you. Uh, but I mean, for John, I mean, the big thing is just, you got to focus on just getting back out there getting to work. Mm. That's it. The only thing that the fans want is our wins yep. at the end of the day. Washington wants to have more points on the board than the opponent and to have that continue to happen week in and week out. That's that's what's going to make people happy. Um, if you get in there on Twitter and you get to going back and forth, I mean, that's never going to never going to be helpful. You're worried no. about the wrong thing. So, I mean, I'm with you. John. I get it. I understand the frustration. I do. And I can tell you that whenever you get things turned around, which will start on Sunday, when things get turned around on Sunday, they'll be right there giving you same. They're going to love you. They're going to be right there supporting you. And you just got to make that thing uh, continue on the rest of the year
1: yeah and I think I think we all forget that fans are, are is short for fanatics and fanatics is not on, always a uh, positive thing so to kind of you know f- add fuel to that fire is, is is never the way to go but also you know for fans calling out individual players and, and that kind of thing that never does any good anyway you're kind of yelling at yourself too a lot of times they don't hear they're not going to respond individually to you so I think everybody needs to take a, t- take a breather we're only a quarter of the way through the season There's still lot of football left to be played i think these guys have talent and have um the work ethic to get it turned around so i think everybody just needs to take a breather say your piece and let's move on let's let's worry about uh beating tennessee on sunday like you said it starts it starts this sunday Um, So speaking of Tennessee I think that they could potentially Be a team that maybe You thought would be a little bit better uh, This season we've seen a couple of uh, Playoff teams from last year Kind of struggle a little bit But we wanted to talk maybe about some of our first Quarter NFL grades We are four games through the season With a 17 game schedule speaking of math Earlier I did this so technically The quarter mark of the season is a Quarter into the fifth game 4.25 but we're just going to call it a quarter of the season so far. Uh, yeah, well see,
0: that's because see, we can't we can't hop on here precisely 15 minutes into right, the first right. quarter of the there, f- of the fifth game if y'all don't understand. Yeah what's I going on.
1: I watch red zone channel. None of those games end start finish at the same time. So you know this is the best we can do quarter wise. But I think there's been some, some really fun football played across the NFL um through four weeks in the season. So we thought maybe we'd tell you some of our overperformers, underperformers, uh way too early MVPs a quarterway through the season. Uh what you got, Triple A? What are you thinking? Uh where do we start here?
0: Well, if we're gonna go with um the team that has the team that has surprised me the most, and this is this can be up po- and posi-
1: down. okay, 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 gotcha.
0: Positive or negative, team that has surprised me the most. And I'm going to pick – I picked the New England Patriots. Okay. Um, Now, obviously, earlier in the year, my surprise team um, for the year was the Dolphins. And it would have been easy to pick those guys. But I'm I'm sitting here looking at the division, and the Patriots are fourth Mm -hmm. in the division. They're one and three in the AFC East. The Dolphins are sitting at the top. I have not done any of the research to figure out when was the last time that these guys have been – Uh, sitting fourth let alone one and three in the division
1: okay Okay, so i saw a brief tweet i want to say it was cbs sports said the last time the patriots were one and three was actually last year okay so they went to the playoffs last year the last time they were one and three before that was 2001 and that was the start of the tom brady super bowl era so maybe they're maybe bill belichick's playing an evil mind game here and they're right where they want to be
0: Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. That, that, that just takes all the air out of my day Oh, I'm load. so sorry. I'm nah, so you're sorry. good, man. I mean, hey, that's this that's the facts. But I I, I mean, honestly, I, I would say with this combination, I, I I don't know when they I I couldn't I don't know. It seems it's surprising to me. Yeah. I just always feel like a Belichick led team um is gonna be be able to put a little bit more to it, but just to see them at the bottom with the Dolphins that. Uh, above the bills and the jets and so all of that stuff that's that's just surprising
1: to me yeah and and there's a chance that they're starting a uh, rookie quarterback this week with bailey zappy i think i saw that Hoyer's still in the concussion protocol mac jones is still banged up so i certainly don't think tom brady is walking back through that door at least not 2001 tom brady um so yeah that's crazy to see that the patriots and they've they kind of, it looked like they kind of got a little outcoached in some key situations in that Packers game. Usually those close games go to the Patriots, but not this past week. They they got it taken to them by the Packers in overtime. Um, overperformer performer uh, for me, or surprising is, is the way I, I looked at it, was overperformer. I, I've been really impressed with what the Jacksonville Jaguars have done. They're sitting at two and two. Um, it looked like they might, were about to Pull off one of the biggest upsets in, in a long time over the Eagles. Started off fourteen uh, nothing, sloppy game. Trevor Lawrence couldn't hold on to the ball, but um, I, again, I think the Eagles are one of the best teams in the league. I hate to say it as a as a hated division foe of the Commanders, but I, I really like what the Jaguars have done. It seems like their young pieces on the defensive side of the ball are making plays. They had a pick six. Um, James Robinson it, it continues to be solid. I think Trevor Lawrence is. Getting is going to continue to get better and Christian Kirk that doesn't look as awful as a deal as we were all making fun yes. of in the offseason I think my he's man. top 10 <laughs> hey, yeah
0: exactly hey, hey hey my man, my bad <laughs> for me I,
1: I feel so bad I need to go back and like clip something and be like I am sorry for saying this but I think he's top 10 in receiving yards and it looks like that they've got a, a fun offense going um so I've been impressed with what they're doing down in Duval and I think the Jaguars could potentially—they're uh, in the lead right now, or tied for the lead in that AFC South—and could be a, a, a noise maker in that division all season long.
0: Yes, indeed. The, the Jacksonville Jack—this was this is the year—and I, I saw that uh, Clay Hab- Clay Harbor—he was uh, on the Believe in uh, Jaguars show. He had said that he's like this could be the year that the, that the Jaguars could win the division. And I mean, looking at it, they lead at two and two. Yeah, uh, but they're the only team in the division that is in the positive on net points. Uh, wow. they've scored 105 and they've only allowed 67. Uh, Tennessee has allowed 101 and they've only scored 75. So Commanders fans, hey, you got a team that's not scoring a lot of points that's uh, that you're about to face. Uh, I- In Indies only scored 57. I mean hells. Houston scored 73.
1: I was going to say something uh, another stat I saw on Twitter of course I can't find it when I when I'm looking for it but um the Colts are what one, two, and one, I believe. Correct. And they have not allowed a fourth quarter point, yet they have a losing record. Yeah. That's I, crazy. I
0: yeah. that's another one of those teams. I was gonna say, like a couple of my honorable mentions of teams that are surprising. The Colts surprised me because they they haven't been winning like people were really expecting. Yeah. Um and I think Starts to mess with a whole other show of Ursa. But I mean, they but that all I think about is you do all that shade on Carson Wentz, and then you come out and you won two and one.
1: Mm-hmm. And and of course, you can say, well, the commanders are one and three. Carson Wentz has started to turn the ball over, but man, but, Matt mean, Ryan the, has looked he's struggled.
0: Yeah, it, it hasn't been. Whenever whenever you pour pile on a guy as he leaves and you make it seem it's his fault and you point at and then your team shows up and and they're not really performing that well um yeah that that that's something that you kind of gotta you know swallow your medicine there uh houston's been playing some hell of five football yeah i mean they've been playing tough football like that Uh,
1: running back too, damian pierce the rookie yeah
0: things just haven't been going they just you know the scores haven't been going their way but they've been playing some good football
1: a team that has underperformed for me and kind of along those lines that I thought was going to be way better and was getting ready to take the next step after last year going to the playoffs thought that, you know, they got a new coach. I'm giving them little clues before I get there. And then they add a huge weapon The Las Vegas Raiders Las Vegas. Yes, indeed. Yeah, it was
0: on the tip of my tongue.
1: Yeah, they I mean, they got the win against the Broncos, which I'm not sure how good the Broncos are. It seems like Russ is kind of all over the place right now. But I thought the Raiders were getting ready to take a step. I thought they were going to be competing with the Chiefs. And right now they're they're at the bottom of that division at one and three. It does not look pretty in Vegas.
0: Yeah. Uh, there was some, there was some tweets and, and videos going around of, uh, I can't think of the guy, a guy played O line. He played for uh, McDaniels and he, I think he, he yeah, said that he's I like, I don't remember. think he's going to yeah. do very well. I think it was McGlinchey or something. I may, I may be wrong, but either way, he was saying McDaniels comes in there and he just starts letting people go. This is from when he went to Denver and, and how it rubbed people the wrong way. And he didn't expect them to do too well in Vegas. And it's looking like that now. Mm-hmm. I mean, my question is this though. My question is this. I don't know. I don't know that. I don't know Josh McDaniels. Um, but this dude is a two time head coach. Right. Been given opportunities two times to be a head coach. Matter of fact, three times.
1: Yeah, don't forget the Colts. He
0: was a he got the he got the job mm-hmm. and then backed out at the last second. Right. So just just taking the temperature around the room of the 32 billionaires, 29, <laughs> y'all have decided to hire this dude multiple times. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of people out there that should probably be getting opportunities. Um, yet you keep going on with these retread tires, and and obviously, um, it, the 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 production is not there. So,
1: no. and and I saw you know sometimes a player is to be criticized. Sometimes they can't pick up an offense. Yada yada yada. I thought Derek Carr has been a pretty solid quarterback. I think he has dragged that team to some wins over the years when they probably shouldn't have. And I've seen him get a lot of flack. Like he can't figure out the Josh McDaniels offense. It's a there's something going on there. Maybe Josh Daniels was sold a false bill of goods with Derek Carr. Are we sure it's not the other way around? Oh, Are we baby. sure that the Raiders didn't get uh, fooled into to hiring a guy that just looked real pretty being underneath Bill Belichick? I mean,
0: hey, hey, look. Sometimes there, there, <laughs> it's great when people know where, kind of where you best fit. You know, in the league, like come in. Yeah, you want to be a starter. Uh, but I think about Charlie Batch. And I, mm-hmm. I love Charlie Batch, but he he spent the majority of his career as backup quarterback. And when he got his spot chance, like to play, he performed well. And when the starter came back, he did his job. If you're best at being the offensive coordinator in Foxborough, then maybe y'all should just let him continue to be the offensive coordinator in Foxborough. Unless it was a plan to get him out of the AFC East. Right. And then now you can let the other teams raise <laughs> up to the top. Maybe so, because I don't know,
1: man. Yeah, it's, it, it's,
0: I, at this point, I, at this point, it's Josh McDaniels.
1: Yeah, well, and and just look back, and and not to dog on people, but when your first move as a head coach is to draft Tim Tebow in the first round, like we got to start looking at some of your decisions before we start questioning whether you have the right players. I mean, come on now, let's let's take some accountability. And maybe they're turning it around. Maybe that's what they needed was to to get a win and they're under their belts. But I, I'm not seeing it, and it, it's it's kind of disappointing for a team that. You know, went to the playoffs at least last year, maybe the year before, too. So they're taking a, a couple steps in the wrong direction there.
0: Yeah. I, sometimes I think the those I feel like teams get to chasing like headlines and, and 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 obviously dollars. And but sometimes when you have a good team, you have a good thing going. Yeah. Just let it ride. I mean, you're in Vegas. Let it ride. Damn. Let, yeah.
1: Yeah, well, and Rich Basaccio, they he kind of won over that that organization, yes, and it's I love like, Rich. It's kind of like the grass is not always greener, you know. Just because you have this shiny thing over there, you don't know how that thing runs. It, you, you never know what's going on under the hood there, and so yeah, yeah. the Raiders could be could be paying the price there. Yeah. Um, so we talked quarter of the way through the season. If the season ended right now, which would be really silly four games in, but if it ended right now, who would be your MVP or at least maybe some of your MVP front runners?
0: Oh man, a couple of them. I mean, one, obviously, a, you know, division opponent, Jalen hurts. I mean, I've, yeah. I've went on and on about him uh, just about what he's been able to do and just how he's been able to carry that team uh, and navigate the offense. So he's a guy uh, that's on the top and, and, If I stay in the division, you know, hell, you could say Cooper Rush is an MVP candidate. He's he's a guy that – Steady. I mean, who would have thought? Yeah. Who would have thought? You lose your starting quarterback and tackle, and then here comes, you know, a guy that y'all let go, that you released well before, you know, you had to, and he leads you to three wins. Man, that's 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 something. I mean, that's a great story for him. I mean, he's in the mix. Saquon Barkley, the way I was that he just say,
1: if he we're gonna stay really, even more in the division,
0: <laughs> stay in, even more in the division. I mean, I mean, you gotta you gotta give credit where credit is due. And those three gentlemen have been playing some good football. Um, so yeah, those are a couple. What about you? What do you got?
1: Uh, enough of the love for the the end division i'm gonna go on the other side uh, on the afc as far away from uh, dc as i possibly can go right now uh i'm gonna go with patrick mahomes i I know that sounds like a boring pick but he you know there were some question marks how he was going to do without tyreek hill and all he's done is just made plays i know he had a disappointing loss to the colts but other than that he has been just putting together some magnificent football we saw the the footwork on uh, along the goal line to throw a touchdown that was pass. Ridiculous. That was unreal that was ridiculous. um yeah I, I just uh it it sounds boring but it sounds like a chalk pick but I, I i like what mahomes is doing and i i think it was huge for him to go into tampa bay and get the win as well you know where yeah. some some of his few uh his few bad performances were against the bucks and you know in the super bowl uh, so uh, I think Mahomes is right up there. Uh, you know, I'm trying to think of some guys that that aren't quarterbacks. I feel like quarterbacks always get the MVP awards. Um, so I'm gonna yeah. throw out I'm gonna throw out another guy in um uh, Debo Samuel. Just watching him last night. Maybe it's kind of some recency. He still just is a playmaker all yeah. over the field. They've had some quarterback issues, and it hasn't really mattered because that guy just takes it to the house big win against the Rams Mm and I think uh, Debo is going to keep the 49ers in it and they look like a really tough team so uh, a couple of a couple of easy picks there for me but uh, I think that the MVP is who's most valuable and those are those two guys are certainly are they
0: definitely are I mean really I'm scroll. I just keep scrolling up and down the standings and Mm -hmm. it seems like the teams that at one, I feel like there's a sh- you can feel there's a shift. There's a shift happening. Like there's a a transition of the old dogs are kind of getting phased out and they're on their way out, and then these new young young dogs are coming in. You know, Lamar Jacksons and and you know Justin Herberts and Jalen is Those guys are it's their time. It's their time to 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 take over the league. And I mean, Tom Brady hasn't been. It hasn't been looking much like Tom Brady. Hell, the Jaguars are at the top of the division. Like, there's a lot of stuff that's changing, and I mean, football. This is gonna be a good season. There's a lot of two and yeah. two teams. I mean, there's you know one four and no team right now. Like that's I f- that feel like that's quick. Uh we're you know we're all we only have one four and no team right now. One one de- undefeated team. So overall, be- great great start to the season.
1: I was on, I was at the bagel shop this morning, they had uh sports center on I think I said this is the most two and two Teams we've had this, you know, four weeks into the season, obviously two and two um, <laughs> since 2017. So it's been a few years since we've seen this, this kind of parody. And I think it's really fun because I, I know the Eagles are four and oh, we've talked a little bit about the Chiefs. We, we see some of these good teams, but I think you can make a case for a bunch of teams, you know, potentially getting hot and, and, and making a name for themselves and, and, and going on a deep run here. And I think that's really fun and really good for the NFL.
0: Yeah, it re- it really is. There's definitely – there's a lot out there to um, to be excited for. Whatever team you're cheering for, there's a lot to be excited about. Um, I mean, these these numbers can change. I mean, you can take a screenshot yeah. of where these teams are right now, and the team at the bottom could easily be at the top. I mean, shoot, the NFC West, that, that division that is just expected to be fireworks, is two and two mm-hmm. across the board.
1: Yep. And Geno Smith might be the 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 most uh, impressive quarterback in that comeback
0: division. player of the year.
1: Yeah, comeback yeah. player so, of the year.
0: He didn't well, write back.
1: I love it. Well, yeah, exactly. Don't write back. That's the key. Leave him on. Leave him on uh, red there. So uh, you can bet on all these guys on Bet Online. We we appreciate them bringing you the show. So you can make some uh, some bets there on the NFL. There's no telling how it's going to go each week. As as our picks have uh, have shown, and we'll get into that later on this week and kind of break down the Titans going into DC. Um, but so that that's where we are, a quarter of the way through the season. The Commanders are, are one and three. It's kind of disappointing, but they have the whole season ahead of them. Team Commanders, our fantasy team, three and one tops in the Believe League. Uh, look at that right there. So some Commanders are doing pretty well. So it's not doom and gloom everywhere. Uh, there's a lot of fun stuff to watch in the NFL and to to talk about.
0: Yes, indeed, folks. It's gonna be a good. It's gonna be a good finish to the season. Um, it's gonna be all good. So we're gonna we're gonna get this thing going. We're gonna wrap this one up. We will catch y'all later on in the week. Please go check out BetOnline AG. Use our code Believe B L E A V, and we will catch you guys in the next one. Be good. Thank you for listening to Believe.